Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, radio listeners. My name is Tyrone Lowe. I'm your engineer for this afternoon. I have a special guest. Her name is Minister Barbara Simmons. Uh, she partners with me at Antioch International Church of the Gospel, and she has a message today. Her topic is called Quench My Thirst, and here she is, Minister Barbara Simmons. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining in and listening to us on today. I pray and hope that I say something that will touch someone's heart someone sold on today and lead you to Christ. Amen. Today I will be speaking from John 4, verse 7 through 23. And it reads, There come a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew, ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call your husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband, and that sayest you truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour will come when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. 
Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we do thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for another day that you allowed us to be amongst the land of the living. Father God, we thank you for being our keeper. We thank you, God, and we know that you are a mind regulator and a heart fixer, Jesus. We thank you, God. And Lord, I just ask that you decrease me so that you may increase to your fullness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. People read into it what they want to believe. But the Bible says Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost also. I don't believe God told him everything he needed to do in Samaria. I just believe he needed to go. I don't believe he knew what he was even going to find there. He just knew he had to go there because we're all led by that same Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost don't give you steps one, two, three, four, and five at the same time. You have to do step one first before he gives you number two. That's called faith. The Bible says Jesus was a man anointed by God. He was the Son of God, led by the Spirit of God. And so Jesus dealt with humanity just like you and I do. He had been traveling from the dusty hills of Galilee. It was hot and he was thirsty. He was just thirsty and he wanted some water. And then the story begins to unfold. You see, God began to work. Amen? I believe in this principle, to receive someone correctly, You have to perceive them correctly. Perception is powerful. If you don't see something correctly, then you can't get out of it what it was really sent to do. You have to perceive it to receive it. Jesus was attempting to break a cycle in this woman's life, but she could not see him for who he really was. She could not get past a well of water, a Jew, and a Samaritan. That was all she could see. That's why he said, if you knew who was in front of you, we wouldn't be having this conversation the way we have been having it. And because she didn't know and because she wouldn't, wasn't getting anywhere, Jesus had to tap into the anointing and move into the secrets of her life to shift the way she saw him. Now she's just not receiving from a Jew She's now receiving from the anointed Messiah. And people have to see you right to get out of you what God has put in you for them to draw out of you. If you don't see me correctly, then I can't bless you. It's not, am I a woman of God? It's, do you see me as one? It's not, is your husband or wife a treasure? It's, do you see them as one? Because they may be one, but if you don't recognize it, then you are not going to treat them as such. You've got to perceive something correctly to receive it correctly. Okay? If we go back to the scripture, first thing Jesus said was to give me a drink. Okay? Ain't it amazing that God is thirsty? It's hard for us to conceive God needing anything. Because God really needs nothing outside himself to survive. And Jesus is God. So Jesus walks up to her and says, will you give me some water? Then he turns around and says, I am water. In other words, he's asked her to give back to him 
what he already is. Sometimes God will ask you to give him something you don't have so he can become it. God will come to you wherever you, whenever you are the weakest and say, be strong, because he wants to be strong in you. He wants to become the thing that you are not. He wants to be this lady fountain of life springing up as living water. So he asks her for something she cannot give because he knows he already is so that she can grab hold of him and get what he has and give it back to him. God will sometimes ask you for what you don't have just so that he can become it. He'll come to you when you're paralyzed with fear and say, be of good courage. Why? So he can be your courage for you to give back to him. He'll come to you and say, I need you to tithe, and then he'll give you the money. He'll come to you and say, worship me when you're more weary than you've ever been. And then he'll send the spirit of sonship into your heart. Whereas you'll cry, Abba, Father. He'll tell you to have faith, and then he'll give you the faith that he's asking for. He'll tell you to intercede, then he'll send you the Holy Ghost to be your intercessor. He will be calling you what he asks for. So when God comes to you and asks you for what you don't have, that means he's trying to become that thing to you. Amen. Amen. Now, he comes up to this lady, and when he really gets the revelation of why he's there and what he's dealing with, Jesus recognizes the fact that this woman is locked in a cycle. She's longing for something and never finding it from the well she's drawing from. That's why he said, if you keep going to that well, you're going to remain thirsty, and you're going to keep going back. He said, but if you drink from this well, you would never want to go back to the other well because this well will fill your longing. The other well just makes the hole bigger. Jesus is trying to break the cycle in her life of going to natural places, trying to fix spiritual problems. This woman has a longing in her soul, and she's trying to get men to fix it. She's going to a natural thing to try to correct a spiritual longing. And the reason she has to keep going back to the well is because a natural thing cannot fix a spiritual problem. Amen? You would be shocked at how many people are going to natural places trying to numb a pain from a spiritual problem. That's all addiction is. That's all substance abuse is. It is you having a spiritual hole, and you're going to natural wells, and the problem is you have to go back again and again. And the problem is the same old problem, just different times, different faces, and different details. Now it's not Larry, it's Joe. Now it's not Joe, it's Raph. You know, it takes a while to track your issues, and everybody's got one. When there is an unmet need on the inside of you, it creates a longing in your soul, and it takes a while to track it. Amen? It's a little different detail, a different place, but you can say it feels like I've been here before. And this lady is in that cycle, different names, different details, same problems. Amen? 
And Jesus is attempting to break it. He said the problem is where you're drawing from. You, as a child, we had need for acceptance. We had the need for affirmation. We had the need for affection. We even had the need for approval. We had the need to be encouraged. We had the need for security. We even have the need for support, the need to be celebrated. We have need for attention. All these are needs that we as children had. Now, here is the key for why you do what you do and why you are the way that you are and why we drink from wrong wells. If you leave your parents' house and you didn't get any of these, then you go into life longing. There is a longing of the soul for what it did not get as a child. So people are going out into life that never got accepted, never got affirmation, never had any positive attention. So what do they do? They start looking for whales. I have a longing. I'm thirsty. So we go looking for spiritual fixes in natural wells, and we place the medicine of our souls in the hands of another, only to make the gaping hole bigger when we drink from that well and find out we got to go find another well. People say, I need a new job. I need a new career. I need a new change. I need a new city. I need a new husband. I need a new boyfriend. I need a new girl. You're trying to find something out there that you didn't get in here. And you're going to well, to well, to well. And you don't even like the well. And you don't even know why you keep coming to the well. But my God said, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You may never, ever have support, but God comes along and says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I will be your friend when you're in trouble, when you need me the most. I will be there to hold your hand. You might say, well, I've never had any security. But the Bible says, when you lay down at night, he shall return unto you, your peace and your security. You might say, I've never been encouraged. Well, he says, be strong and courageous and mighty in battle. You say, I've never been accepted. But Ephesians 1 says, I am accepted in the beloved. You say, I've never been affirmed. But you've got a God who rejoices over you while you rejoices over him. The Bible says, while you're dancing to him, he's dancing back to you. You say you've never fed affection, but the Bible says he loves us with the unconditional love, and it casts out all fear. You've always wanted approval and always wanted acceptance. God says, I'm here with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Call on me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. And whoever calls on me 
shall be saved. I'll save you from this. I'll save you from death. I'll save you from hell. And I'll save you from hurt. I'll save you from demons. I'll save you from sickness. My God shall supply all of my needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, my God said he will supply all of my needs when you're down in the valley. He said I'll be your bright and morning star. He said I am your helper and your omega. He said I am the beginning and the end. I am your lily of the valley. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Call on me, and I will be there to pick you up, turn you around, place your feet on solid ground. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I gave you ten things that you're longing for in life that you did not get as a child. Now, if you only got three of these things, then you've got seven empty holes on the inside of you. You say, well, I've got knees. I've got to find a husband. Disappointment is the child of false expectation. If you have proper expectation, you will never be disappointed. Do you know how many people are disappointed in marriages? Most. Because they've said, I need you to be the well for what I didn't get. And you have laid on a husband and laid on a wife a place that only God can fill. You say, I'm so frustrated with him. He doesn't meet my needs. He's not the well. Jesus said, I hope you like the well because you're going to have to keep going back. He said, in fact, the only way you're going to get satisfied is that you're going to have to drink from my well first. Psalms 107 verse 9 says, For he satisfies the longing soul, the soul that says, I've got no security, I've got no acceptance. So I'm hunting it. I've never fed affection. So you start dating him and you start dating her. Jesus said, I hope you like the well because you're going to thirst forever. 
you as a man, if you never got celebrated at home, you go out and you find yourself vulnerable to a woman's compliment. That's why Samson laid his head down in her lap. He never got a compliment growing up. She knew right where to hit him. When the Bible in Proverbs speaks of the seductress, it says the lips of a seductress. Men who has never been praised, vulnerable to compliment. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Here's how I'm ending. You know why I can talk to you so straight with this message? Because when I hit my low places, I find myself at the wrong well, and it ran dry. It's so easy to do because that thing is sneaky. You don't even know why you're doing it. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Women are saying, I've come out of my home with great deficiencies, and I can track my life and see where I have gone to many wrong wells. And my soul just longs and longs. I buy things, and it still longs. I've tried to fill it with a career. I've been in several relationships, and I still have a longing. And today, I want to desperately drink from a different well to satisfy the hunger. It just dawned on me while I've done some of the things I've done and while I find myself in different relationships, I've got to switch well now that I'm in real life. Only God can satisfy these needs, and I want to drink from that well that makes my thirst go away. Amen. Amen. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Be blessed. Thank you, Minister Simmons, for that pathetic word. Stay tuned until next time. Uh, she's going to be a regular on the show, so um, enjoy her, get to know her, and she always has a word for everyone. This is your engineer, Tom.